What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of COTM. I hope your day and your week are going well. Uh, I pray the season is not too bearing for you, but if it is, just know that this trying time will be rewarded. Um, but speaking of trying times, today we are going to be talking about cutting the grass <laughs> and uh, knowing... You know what? I'm going to just let you guys get into it. How about that? <laughs> this That's is so good. I'm just let you guys get into this one because... I don't want to give too much away at the beginning. Yeah. Um, you guys really need to listen to this one. That's all I can say. I know that this is for a lot of people listening right now. This isn't just for one person specifically. I believe that this is for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for coming back. Um, you know, that encourages us in that, you know, it wasn't – just good enough for your curiosity one time, but it was good enough for you to come back and keep listening. Um, that you know gives us some confirmation and assurance that God really is speaking through us. Um, so I just thank you, and uh, I hope you enjoy the episode. Let us know what you think, if you have any questions, recommendations, so on and so forth. And uh, yeah, welcome back. How you guys doing? Man, you know, to be completely honest with you, I am tired <laughs> i am just out there right now this yeah. is like i thought last year i was taking steps in faith mm -hmm. but right now like this is just fully man i was talking to uh andrew worthington today about like how he didn't want to get in like water that he couldn't see the bottom of and like Ooh. I was like, man, like Woo! that's how I feel right now in blue. the spirit, like just out there, like mm -hmm. just vastness. I'm like, Lord, like you have to be carrying me right now, cause yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, that's where I'm mm -hmm. at. I don't know if that explains it. There is this book, um, which I really want us to read because I think we're in uncharted territory. Um, but it's a marketing so. book and it's called blue ocean strategy. And the concept of it is that there is just I heard of it. Vastness. Yeah. There is just so much land available mm. and nobody is taking it. Mm. So what, how do you become an influencer in something that like, isn't like mm -hmm. yet at that phase of influence? Right, 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 right. Um, and it's like, dude, like nobody's doing it. So how do you, what does the strategy look like to take all of that land? But God says all the land that you can see. <laughs> yeah. <is yours. laughs> yeah. And then another verse he says, whatever you're willing to basically cover with your own footsteps, I will give it to you. You know, so it's like at, on one end, it's like, God, there is so much available to us. Mm -hmm. And on the other end, he's like. And it's all yours. Wow. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is wow. legit all yours for the taking if you want to take it. Um, yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> Freaking. <clears throat> but that was, uh, that goes back to that question <laughs> of how do you know when to take <laughs> your hand off the plow versus getting your, what is it? Getting your feet wet, but keeping your hand off, off the plow. plow at the same time. The, oh, because, that's so good. Because Moses, so I'll explain some context. Yes, so please do. So Moses, like the Red Sea didn't part until Moses' feet were wet? It wasn't Moses. It was um, Elisha. Okay. Who had to 
sorry, I was speaking away from the mic. It was Elisha uh-huh. who had to step into the water to watch the seas part, mm-hmm. where Moses stuck out just stuck rock. out, stick out your staff and the seas will part. Gotcha. Elisha actually had to, when Elijah went up to heaven mm-hmm. and Elisha got his double portion of anointing, he actually had to get his feet wet and step into the water and watch it part. Right. So there's... Yeah, how do you know the difference between which one God's calling you to do? Putting your hand on the plow or the staff, mm-hmm. for you will, or actually step into the water and watch God move. Yeah, because one is a before and one is a an after. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he's definitely not an if-then God, but there are certain circumstances in which that is very applicable. Yeah. Um, and so there was also a devotional that uh, me and Jamal were reading in July. And Bro, it, do you have that note? I'm going to, yeah, I do have the note. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well just read well, the note. Well, I was going to read the actual Devo for that particular one. Okay. Um, let me see. Let me see. <laughs> but basically, as I look for this, right. the concept was that God is the master gardener and the master plower as well and he basically in that devotional was saying take your damn hands off my plow like i'm trying to do something here and you trying to do it under your will uh is actually ruining what i'm trying to do yeah um so let me see if i can find that real quick Jeez. and then we'll get back into the actual question yeah that was a great tie-in Because it doesn't actually talk about that in the devotional of actually holding the staff and Mm -mm. putting your feet into the water. No. That was completely the Holy Spirit uh, for all of our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) That was very interesting. Wow. Man. July. Thank you, Lord. July, July, July. That was interesting. (laughs) July, July, July. We need a camera on that man. We do. (laughs) Oh, shout out to Jordan Kidd. Let's go to July. Engineer, music producer, does it all. Rapper, worshiper, give him a call. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not a rapper, though. All right, we're back. My bad. Sorry for the interlude. So, and obviously I'll be able to, like, stitch this all back together in good timing. Um me and Jamal were reading a devotional book called Streams in the Desert. Still um, reading it, by the way. Still reading it. It's a daily devotional, yes. year-round. Um, and then there was a period where we kind of, well, not we, but I kind of fell out of reading that daily devo um, mm. for a couple of days. And so then me and Jamal had met back up. We were sitting down, and I was like, you know what? I don't even remember where we were at conversation-wise. We were obviously somewhere around God, but... We were struggling. <laughs> Let me just tell <laughs> we you that. We were going through it. And I was just... Yeah, and I was like, you know what? Let me just pull the Devo out, because... Like, That's <laughs> how you know we were going we through were it, ladies looking, and gentlemen. We were legit looking for answers, and I was just like, you know what? Let me just get the book out. I'm like four days behind, but I'm just going to read all three or four of these days back to back to back to back. And... All I did was then take the initial concepts of each of those devos, and then I just lined it up uh, in a note. And so I titled the note called The Path. And um, so there's, I'll, I'll read off some of the uh, 
messages and so this is actually from july 2nd to july 5th in streams of the desert so you can have i think almost any copy of that book and you should be able to find exactly what i'm talking about if you yeah. find it um so one of the first core concepts was some of your prayers are pending in the office of delayed blessings so i'll read that again some of your prayers are pending in the office of delayed blessings this is not a bad thing mind you um, and then the next concept kind of went into understanding how to physically wait but spiritually walk at the same time hmm. um, the next one literally this is almost verbatim I will plow through your soul because I am the master gardener <laughs> That was literally the concept. I will plow through your soul because I am the master gardener. Amen. I will dry you up, remove your intentions, lead you into the desert, and then give you back your vineyards. Ooh, wow. And then. Wow. I want you all to hear that. And then. <laughs> I after will, you're drying up. And I then will, you go to the desert. I'm going to dry you up dry completely. Up. I'm going to remove all of your selfish intentions. Yeah. <laughs> I will lead you into the desert where there is absolutely nothing. And then I'll give you back everything. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. that you'll understand its actual worth. Um, <laughs> uh, and then the next one basically goes into do not touch my work. Um, <laughs> do not touch don't, it. Just don't, just don't touch it. I'm, Simple. I'm, yeah. Um, and then the bridge of faith is only created for a faithful traveler. I oh, love that one. At the worst, at the worst, if that bridge is not built, at the worst, the exhausted traveler will receive a joyful and grand welcoming home. Mm. Mm. That's so at good. the worst. Your, your worst case scenario is that you're going to still make it home. With a joyful and grand welcoming. To live is Christ. To die is gain. Man, wow. that's what that last part was saying. Be grateful now. And this is what I was talking about before we started recording. Be grateful now for the coming deliverance and you will be rewarded for the delay of your trying time. Mm -hmm. So for those of you that feel like this process is just taking a really long time. First off, let me just say we are right there with you uh, <laughs> in so many ways. In so many ways, we are right there with you in our individual lives, um, in yeah. our, in COTM, in our lives as just fellowship, as just brothers, um, you know, in the roles that we are playing here within the church that we go to. Yeah. All of the like all of this is just taking it feels like it's taking forever. Um but you will be rewarded for the delay of your trying time. Yeah. So if it's stretching you, just know that that reward will not only equal the stretching, um, but it will multiply what you were stretched. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of the path. Um, some of your prayers are in the office of delayed blessings. The last one says, be grateful now for the coming deliverance. You'll be rewarded according to the delay. Mm. So, hey, they're in the mm. delayed blessings box. They're in God's list of things to do. Um, and until he does it, that's just going to keep multiplying and manifesting what that stamp really does when he finally does it. All right. Um, I will plow through your soul because I am the master gardener. Do not touch my work. And so then to go back to the question that I was asking, because I feel like there are some things in my life and in our lives um, where it's very, very tempting to try to take it under our own will and even the smallest ways. 
Yeah. Like, in even the smallest ways, we're like, well, I know you're going to do this big thing, God, so maybe I can do, like, this small thing. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> yep. even in yep. the simplest ways, we still, sometimes, un- mostly unconsciously, we're still just trying to take it under our own will. Yeah. And I'm just trying to figure out how do we decipher, sift, discern from putting our feet in the water so that the water can part. Yeah. Which requires action on our behalf. Yeah. Versus him being the master gardener and not touching his work. Hmm. That's a great question. (laughs) Like it really is. It's a phenomenal question. Hmm. Uh, For one, intimacy. Yep. Because he'll tell you. Yep. Uh, Two, man. It, that's even just like a great place to be. Like I told you the other day, Rudy, me and Rudy were having a conversation about wrestling with God and um, and how just difficult of a process that can be. Um, but it's also a good thing because if you're wrestling with God, it just means you're close to God. And so if you're, if you're in, in that proximity, um, don't worry about it. it it's all going to work out regardless of what you decide to do. Um, but trying to figure out how to not put your hand on the plow oftentimes comes through putting your hand on the plow and seeing that ouch that hurt and dang that didn't actually work out and why have i tried this a hundred times and it still hasn't worked out like there there's going to come a process where god is going to show you that either he's telling you to keep enduring and to keep doing it Or he's telling you, no, this is something that I'm going to do. And you're going to figure it out through the way it feels Mm -hmm. of trying to do something and it not actually working out. You're going to be able to see one path lights Mm -hmm. up or the other path lights up. Which one are you supposed to take? Um, And and then that will transfer into that other realm of knowing, okay, this is actually something that I'm supposed to walk in. Um, And that's when God is going to open things up for me instead of... Um, the other path where he's actually going to do it and you have to wait for him to do it for you to walk into it. Yeah. If yeah. that makes sense. But I, I think that waiting period, that, like that waiting space is so, it can be the best time and it can also be the worst time. Yeah. yeah. Because if we spend that time focusing on every possible outcome, because that, that's what I do, is whenever I'm, and I'm in this place at this moment right now when we're recording, like, this weekend there are some steps of faith that I'm taking and I'm thinking through like 12 different possibilities of how everything can go down. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is it's a complete step of faith that I'm stepping into. Um, and hopefully I can share that, that story and that testimony, but like it doesn't help. And what does help is to look back and we're just need to, and, and pastor Vanessa was sharing a great thing about how, our heart from worship can come from a place of where God's taken us from. Yeah. Yeah. And so instead of looking forward and saying, all right, God, how are you going to do it this time? I, I think a lot of times we just need to look back and not look at the situation and how God did it, but just the fact that God did it right. should be enough for mm-hmm. us to be like, all right, God, you did it that time. You did it that time. You did it that time. Right. Like, I know you'll do it. 
and and you'll do it in your own way because last time it surprised me and then the time before that it surprised me right and and i was honestly expecting it to be the time like the way you did it the time before that but every single time it's different it's new and it's fresh because mm. that's who you are right um and and it's that time of waiting that we can choose to either reflect on the testimonies of how good god is uh-huh. or we can worry about what's going to happen in the future and kind of like set our minds like try try and figure it out for ourselves yeah right. and um it's an interesting place it is um but i think ultimately we need to be close to god in that yeah i think it also depends on the circumstance because yeah. Yeah. you don't want to there's i think almost 99 percent of the time you don't want to worry about your circ your circumstances you don't want to necessarily put yourself into that thought process paralysis where you're thinking about everything and then now you can't do anything oh yeah it's paralyzing you're just you're just stuck that's so good but then there's other times where god is actually calling you to discern like what is actually going on around you Mm. we were worshiping uh today's monday yeah we were worshiping yesterday and sunday and that song the last song that we were singing you know i i see this fight from the victory Mm -hmm. god just dropped it on me in that moment he was like you see the fight this fight from the victory so you have to actually see the fight first yeah for you actually to be able to see it from victory wow. mm-hmm. if you don't see the fight like if you don't see the thing that is beating you up yeah. left yeah. and right, right then you're not actually going to be able to walk in the victory you're supposed to have yeah and people are, are walking around not actually understanding the things that they're going through they're not actually yeah. uh facing those real issues like no nah, i don't struggle with that Mm. No, nah, that's not actually an issue. Mm. No, 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 no. That, that, uh, and then they go and try to put their hands on other mm-hmm. areas in their life. And God's like, no, like, I'm trying to work on you in this. Yeah. And so yeah. until you see that mm-hmm. v- that fight in that area yeah. and recognize that God needs to put his hands on that, mm-hmm. you won't walk into victory into those other areas in your life because it's an order. Mm-hmm. It's an order to the things. That's so, that's so good. Yeah. I think to even kind of like just supplement that is, um, you know, like for example, like when I, when I was playing baseball and I'm sure when you were playing football as well, um, you would envision not necessarily how the game would turn out, but you would envision yourself doing certain things in that game, for example. Um, so for me, like, I think when I was younger, um, I would try to envision like the game just going perfectly and me just pitching perfectly as if there was going to be just no error no hits no walks right. no nothing that right. it was going to mm-hmm. be a perfect pitched game um and then as i got older it matured into no what am i going to do when there's multiple runners on base and i'm in a tight situation right. maybe we're losing right. like you know and you start going into those types of things because that type of adversity is going to come yeah. there's a difference between envisioning you playing defense and the the other team's offense is on their own one yard line versus mm. you being on your one yard line Facts. and they're about to score. Right. Uh, oh, there's yeah. a very different vision and mentality that is required right. to see the victory even through that pressured filled moment. Yeah. And when you're talking about us focusing on the things that we want to focus on, right. That's not focusing on the adversity that's going to come with what we're trying to do. Mm. Um, and so there, there is a that's a good point. There is a strength in mm. understanding that adversity will come. Maybe we don't always know what it's going to look like, um, but I think as we prepare to get ourselves into certain situations, that it's best to not worry about what could happen, but prepare um, for how we can respond to things, not necessarily going our way right away. Um, 
second thing is circumstances, um, which is kind of what I was also just talking about. But I'm yeah. talking back in terms of the hand on the plow. And, you know, it really just the master gardener really reminds me of my grandpa. Uh, rest in peace. And he RIP. Um, he taught me like, I mean, he built his whole business of delivering produce by starting in the fields picking cotton, picking fruit, picking vegetables, um, to then running his own delivery service, to then running a cherry stand off of Highway 152, to then opening a warehouse and delivering to businesses and all of these things. Now, when I was growing up, he was already at the end of all of those. He already had the business, you know, yeah. so I didn't see that uh, trajectory. Yeah. Um, however, he used to teach me how to do household chores. So on Sundays, I would go to my grandparents, I would do the lawn and I have pictures of me doing the lawn at like four or five years old. Like the lawnmower is bigger than me and he's yes. behind me and I'm just like trying to push it, but he's really pushing it. Right. And so, <laughs> so that's one image in itself. That Jeez. is one image in itself. But what I was actually trying to get to and thank you, Holy Spirit, for even just revealing that image. Yeah. Wow. Um, but what I was actually trying to get to myself was that there would be times where I had to learn and I had to mess up and the mm. lawn had to look ugly. But then God's grace returns after seven days because the grass has grown out again and you get a chance to do it again. And mm. so there mm. was times where I had to mess up for myself and mm. then I would get another chance to do it again. And then there was also times where I would mess up a little bit and then he would do it. And watching how he did it, Mm. reinforced how I was supposed to do it. And wow. so there are seasons where your hand is supposed to be off the plow because he's trying to show you it how is. it needs to be done so is. that when the grass grows again, mm. that you then know how to cut it. Wow. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's good. That's really good. <laughs> this this is a warm-up round. This is the grace of God. This is what happens when you